you know, this morning, can we first just seriously be thankful? I am so thankful that God talks to us. I mean, throughout your weeks, throughout your days, he talks to you. He talks to me. He talks to us through uh, friends and family. He talks to us through um, songs and sermons. He talks to us through his word. What did you read in his word this week that caught your attention? Has he caught your attention in the word? He drops little truth bombs to us. Holy Spirit is so good to continually whisper truth to our heart. And I don't know if you're at all like me, but I would wager that you are, that there are so many untruths and shades of truths that are being dropped into our lives every single day um, by, you name the source, um, things that we have to um you know, we have to wrestle over and it's not a wrestling like when you know God's telling you the truth and because um, that's all he tells you. And you wrestle with him to receive his truth. These um, untruths that, that so many sources in the world are given us, um, whether it's, you know, just the world around us that's telling us, hey, things ought to be this way. And you're like, I don't think so. (laughs) That's not what the word says. That's not what my God says. And um, in all of the different ways that we are handed shades of truth or distorted truth, which is not truth at all. I'm so thankful every day that when I open up the word of God, I know that his word is truth. His word is truth. And um, when something catches me, it's like a twinkle of his eye saying, hey, check this out. (laughs) This week, the the thing that caught my attention in the word, um, it has to do with repeated stories that all my life I just sort of saw as repeated stories. And for some reason this week, they landed a little different, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> so this week I was reading in Matthew, um, where Jesus walks on the water. And you know, it was right after Jesus fed the 5,000 that immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And that is in Matthew 14, 
verse 22, after he dismissed them out, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Now, you know, I get to this part and even the verse before and I'm like, oh, well, I know what Jesus is going to do. I, I know what he's all about right here. Because in Matthew 8, we read a similar story where the disciples were in a boat and stuff started to get a little rocky. Matthew 8 verses 23 through 25 show us that the disciples were freaked out. They woke up Jesus and he said, why are, why, why are you afraid? He got up, rebuked the winds and waves, and everything calmed down. So we get to Matthew 14, and I mean, I'm pretty confident I know what's going to happen. I'm sure the disciples, when they recognized, oh, this isn't a ghost, but it's Jesus, were pretty confident that they knew what Jesus was going to do. And Jesus had a different plan. You know, um, there's a song and... uh, it talks about sometimes Jesus calms the storm, but sometimes he calms his child. And I would submit to you that this is neither, (laughs) neither, neither. (laughs) This is Jesus saying, look, sometimes I'm going to calm the storm. And sometimes while the sea is raging around you, while the wind is buffeting you, I'm going to say, come on out to me in joy and do the thing. Just do the thing. And, you know, it does say that when Peter, Peter did, he's like, dude, I want to come out there with you. If that's you, Jesus, bring me out there with you on the water. And he looked and the winds and the waves took his attention. And he started to sink. Jesus, of course, we talked about this before, immediately reached out his hand to save Peter. He he didn't, you know, um, he didn't, you know, let him breathe in some water for a little bit of time and say, serves you right. <laughs> he's so good. He's so compassionate. He's so gracious. But the point of what Holy Spirit was showing me today is we expect God to work a certain way. You know, he came and calmed the storm. And so we see in this second setting, he comes and he is doing the thing in the storm. And he's saying, y'all need to ignore the storm. Come on out and do what I'm asking you to do. And today, as you go into this week, is there a storm that's been distracting your attention from Jesus and where he wants you to walk? 
And it was it super simple to take his hand and walk with him, even on water, even in a stormy sea. But we're distracted by this storm. And I know you're saying, but, but, but Tracy, this is a big deal. Things are really shaking right now in my life. I hear you. I feel you. I get it. He's teaching me this today. You know, don't stop the process. Don't tread water. Don't barely keep your head above water so you can breathe. No. Ignore the wind and the waves. Ignore the issues that are confronting you because they are the distraction from what Jesus has for you. And a little snippet about the end of the story, which I know you already know that what Jesus has for you is the victory and glory and beauty of taking his hand and walking on the water. You know, do it today. As you go into this week, do it today. Do it afraid. Do it before the storm stops. Take his hand and walk with him in victory in the middle of the storm. And you turn your eyes upon Jesus and you look in his face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Even when the winds are buffeted against you. It's going to be a great day.